You're listening to Bros Let's Talk. Hey. It's Bros. Let's Talk. Pat here with Jimmy, Sean, and Andy. Reunited in quarantine. And it feels so good. Reunited. So good. good. <laughs> nice. Nice, guys. Nice. Uh, there's a, actually some stuff to talk about, too. We're not just going to try and slowly make our way through an episode talking about what we've been doing for the third week in a row. Andy's got a really nice quarantine beard going. Real solid. I am recording this, attempting to record this on the video end, so you might be seeing this at home. Looking good, dude. Yeah, I haven't touched it looks, at all. Looks great. Leave it. I'm Let growing mine out, too. Me, too. I, I'll be rocking a full man bun by the time this is all over with. <laughs> there you go. Oh, you still got a long oh, way to go, though, Jim. Yeah, for, for sure, dude, bun. You got, like, probably at least another month plus. No, I, I mean, I, I could put this in a ponytail already. Really? I mean, uh, not, not yeah. a good one, but yeah, I can get it up. <laughs> I mean, but I have at Andy, least another month to I go mean, before I get a haircut. Andy's closer to the man bun than you are. Yeah, Andy can probably sure. do it right now. Andy, I know yeah, you got a hair yeah. tie somewhere. Somewhere. Still keep it on your wrist or not? Uh, actually, the one that I had broke, so uh, I have to find a new one. Did it break keeping your hair up? Did it break doing no, its job at I'd least? Break <laughs> messing around with it. Ah, got it. I mentioned we have news, also, guys. Golf, uh, Jim. Go ahead. I was going to give a quick shout-out to Sean's older brother and fellow 2005 York graduate, Steve Connell, for dubbing us the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse, <laughs> which, effective immediately, that's our new podcast. Yeah, I right. love that. That is yeah. our new tagline. Oh, that, We're yeah, trying to think of a tagline. There it is. The Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. I was dying. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. Steve yes, Arino. Well done. The timing is a little skeptical, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually news to talk about, though, guys. Yes, finally. All right, hold on. Good news. Quick round of applause real quick before we get into it. Just let's get it out now. We did it. We did it. We did it. The Bulls made changes. I never Whee! thought it would happen. I declared, what are the odds? A couple months ago, I said I wasn't going to consume any Bulls content until they cleared house. The Reinsdorfs heard me. They're like, <laughs> they did. We can't lose this fan. He's great. We need him. So we got, I hope, I say, I hope I'm saying his name right. Arturis Karnasovis? Uh, yes, I believe that's correct. Yep. He is our vice president of Basketball operations, the same yes, title that Paxson held. Gar Foreman gone. Woo! After gone. 22 years in the Bulls organization, he came when Tim Floyd came in '98. Are you serious? Yep. Uh, gone. 
Paxton yeah. moved into a senior advisory role, so I wish he was just gone too, but I know. We'll take what we can get. But he he will not be around the players. Okay. Like he's 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 just gonna be upper management. He'll not be around the players. Also already poached from the New Orleans Pelicans. I have to double check his name. He was the cap specialist in New Orleans yeah. and he's been assigned as the assistant general manager. JJ Pollock uh, or something? Yes. Or Polk or am I making that up? No, you're correct. Okay. His first name is definitely JJ. I'll double check the last name. And uh Jim Boylan has made a statement. Hello. <laughs> Quick laugh for that one. Yes. Pat, you're correct. JJ Polk. Polk. Okay. So Jim Boylan is behind the direction that the organization is going. Good for him. Good for him. Yeah, right. Thanks, Jim. Adrian Griffin, hopefully soon to be Bulls head coach. That's just like, get out in front of it so that you you sound like you're on board with everything that the organization is doing, even though it probably doesn't involve you, but you need to make it sound like you're on board for everything, (laughs) even though everything that you've done for the past year and a half has been awful. Straight terrible. Straight, yeah, just bad. Boylan probably has not been consulted on any major changes or even, like, (laughs) he probably didn't even know the names that were floating around. Like, seriously. (laughs) (laughs) Been on the outside looking in. Well, Doug Doug Collins has hated him. Huh? Hated hated. Supposedly, they're saying that Doug Collins just hates Boylan. Thinks he's an idiot. (laughs) Smart guy. Oh, yeah. Smart guy. Yeah, I'm excited. I think Me too. I think now too coming in this roster, no one's untouchable. They're gonna come in, and I think he's gonna be aggressive and try and make moves. And I think the most important thing is the Bulls had established a reputation as a place that players didn't want to go play for because of the way that the hierarchy was set up. And now we're getting a fresh start with that. He already mentioned he wants to bring in. Um, a black GM, which would be the first time the Bulls had that in franchise history. He wants to try and diversify the front office as much as possible. And I think that's a good thing. When you look at the the reputation they have now, you can bring smart, good basketball people in. Maybe people will want to come play for the Bulls again. He's a very respected guy among all basketball leagues, and not just in the United States and Europe, but I guess China. Um Spain, like wherever else that that uh, major basketball programs take place, very well respected. He was credited for bringing in who to Denver. I uh, can't think of his name. Jokic. Jo- Jokic. Yes, thank you. Yep. Um. So I think hopefully he'll do wonders for Lowry Markin and if he chooses to keep him on the team. Um. It's 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 kind of sad that this is the most exciting thing to happen to the Bulls since they drafted Derrick Rose. But at the same just, time... You just a just... front office shake-up. Right, exactly. Like, <laughs> yes. What the hell? Right. We haven't even done shit yet. It's just right. the fact that there's change is a good thing. Change? Right. Great so it's, it's sad, but let's just take it for what it is. It's exciting. It's, it's hopefully a start of something fresh and this team moving in the right direction because... I feel like when the Bulls are good, this the city is excited, and they haven't been good in a while. So it's time for them to be good again. And like we we've 
you know, we've talked numerous times. They have talent on the roster. I've slipped up and called them a talented roster. They aren't. They have talent on the roster. Now it's time to continue developing those players, get the, the veterans in they need around them, draft well, and start building at least a playoff contender within the next few years and hopefully move on from there as you continue to recruit free agents, hopefully. Well, I think a new front office also doesn't hold any bias where yes, where they can go true. in, evaluate a roster that somebody else is responsible for. They don't have to be like, oh, well, we made this move, so we should probably stick with it. Agreed. A new front office can go in there, slice and dice up whatever they want, basically just evaluate it for what it is, and then go from there. Right, and, agreed. And this guy knows knows what he's doing for putting together a roster. I mean, the Utah Jazz haven't been good since basically Carl Malone, Malone and Stockton. Stockton. Yeah. Right. Well, Denver, and he's coming he came, from Denver. Or Denver, I'm sorry. Yeah. Why did I say Utah? They're close. My bad. Jazz, Nuggets, Denver. they both have, you know, mountains at some point. Yeah. Sold me. Well, regardless, <laughs> they haven't been good since they had Carmelo. That's true. <laughs> and that was a strike gold. They just, I mean, they had a good spot in the lottery and one of the best drafts ever. I, so, I think the most important thing, too, is how quickly Denver turned their team around. I mean, yes, basically, yeah. they were out of the playoffs in the lottery, and then within two years, they were mid-Western Conference, and then the last two years, top couple seeds in the Western Conference. They were a lot. second, third seed, I think, again this year before everything got shut down, and they were the two seed last year, so... Yeah, definitely a young, talented roster, and it's a good mix of of hitting on lottery picks and then finding guys like Jokic in the second round, where a lot of other teams passed up and didn't really see the potential. Perfect example too of just the international connection. Maybe having seen more of his game tape than other people because he's more fluent with the international players and just. Having done better research, just saw the potential. And Jokic is a very unique superstar. Yeah. He is one of those guys where he is he just looks so unathletic and like <laughs> not flabby, but a just not, pudgy. He has like no muscle tone to him, just looks like a like a seven foot dude. But that guy is so skilled, it's unbelievable to yeah. watch him pass and shoot and dribble and just he does everything on the court. Yeah, he he really does, and he Crazy. does it very well, yeah. at a very high level. Yeah, and they have good guard play too with uh, Jamal Murray and uh, yep. who's the shooting guard too? I forget his name. I'm blanking right now. Gary Harris. Gary Harris Jr. Yeah, and they have yeah. another one too. Is really good, but their offense is at its best when Jokic is pushing the ball and right. and being the playmaker out there. Which is kind of crazy for a center to be the center of the of the offense like that, but more in the sense that they're the ball handler a lot of right. the time. Have there been any more advanced talks about the uh, the Raptors guy? Uh, what's his name? Adrian Griffin. Yeah, Adrian Griffin. I I haven't even heard his name mentioned specifically, but I've read a lot that there's just a lot of smoke around that and how he's well, they, so overdue for a job and so overqualified to be a coach and. They did There's say so that the Bulls were actively pursuing him. Oh, I, I never read that. That's yeah. good to know. I like that a lot. Well, as much as they can actively be pursuing him while having a <laughs> current head coach yeah. under contract. Correct. It feels yeah. like it's going to happen. Yeah. 
It's a, he played for the Bulls, too. He played for the Bulls. He did, yep. yes. Two different stints, I believe. Yeah. Number 44, I remember. Lefty. If the Bulls yep. don't, I mean, it, if they don't get rid of Boylan, worst case scenario, then they just have to slice and dice this roster and throw everything to the wind at that point, right? But, I mean, I'm right. not going to be in on it until Boylan's out. And he, he's there's no way. Karnasovas basically came out and said, like, oh, I respect Jim making a statement. It was basically all that he said. <laughs> right. Good. <laughs> I also love how he said, like, yeah, I talked to Gar. We have different philosophies, so I fired him. Yeah, <laughs> basically. That's what we're looking for. This is great. Right, exactly. What a great time to be alive right now. I mean, seriously, right. if Gar didn't land ass backwards into D Rose, this would have been we would have been the worst team in the league for decades, probably. Agreed. So, like Gar, just go scout at Iowa State and Iowa and Augustana. Right. Talk to Fred Hoiberg, just hang out over pretty there. Pretty much any school within the Iowa pipeline, just go scout over there. Keep your weird I don't know if you guys, guys away from me. Did you guys see that Adrian Griffin and Karnasovas were teammates in college? Yeah, at Seton Hall. I did not know that. Yeah, know so that's that like oh. it's all coming all together, lining up Let's to go. that being. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to get excited about Bulls basketball. I've also seen the mock drafts have the Bulls picking at seven again, but they also have yep. Obi Toppin fall into the Bulls, which I would be way player of the year. Would love that. Right? I would player of the year. Absolutely love that. Let's go. Take it. Dude, oh, man, I'm getting excited again. I know, right? Right? Getting excited for right, Bulls basketball. Just let it show. I said I wasn't going to consume Bulls basketball until the sweeping changes were made. Well, they're here. Two months later, sweeping changes were made. Yep. I'm a Bulls fan again, guys. Official? Good. Thank you, God. Missed You've you. been listening to you. my prayers. It's official. So when I got that alert on my phone today, I immediately took a screenshot and text you guys within seconds of it being there. And I, I like, I actually got the feeling of like butterflies and excitement inside because I knew it was coming, but we've been pawning for it for so long that, oh, it finally happened and it feels so good. So, so good. Yeah, it's really awesome. It's it ignited your Jimmy change. Tingle. What'd you say? It ignited your Jimmy Tingle. <laughs> Jimmy Tingle. It sure did. Right in my Jimmy's apple. So yeah, we'll you know we'll see what happens moving forward. Um, Moves still need I'm to be made. It's excited. nice that it's nice to have Chicago sports news when there is no sports. Exactly. That's another. I'm kind of with another. Sean though. Until until Boylan is fired officially. Officially, then I'm yeah. gonna. Still be a little bit pissed. I know. There, there is no no way if that that he keeps. In. So if There's we fire Boylan, no are, aren't we still paying? If we fire Boylan, then we're paying three head coaches at once. Still, um, yeah, I think isn't so. that the case? Is that we still have Hoiberg for a year, and then we'll have Boylan's contract for another two? That sounds right. Classic Bulls. That sounds right. Sick. Yeah, but they're not they're not anywhere near like massive. I'm, honestly, contracts. it doesn't count against the cap or anything like that. But Correct. it's not no. like it's not like they're spending a shit ton of money on this roster that they can't pay another. Yeah, 
Right. Head no, I'm, I'm obviously I want them to pay anybody other than Boylan, even if they have to keep paying him. It's just funny that right. we've had <laughs> we, right. we've had multiple coaches on our payroll for like three years in a row. It's yeah. hilarious. Well, Hoiberg and Hoiberg, Boylan especially, but him and Hoiberg will probably come at like lesser price tags than some other coaches maybe would. Yeah, that's they're not like true. higher tier coach as far as pay. But then at at the same time, I don't feel bad for the Bulls. Why did you hurry up and give Jim Boylan a two year extension? That's your everyone. Own fault. Everyone was so because he's trying to cement himself. He's probably hoping if we have to keep Boylan for another I know, two but years, they didn't even cement himself in there for another yeah, two years. But they didn't even they didn't even do a head coaching search at all. They gave. He came oh. in an interim, didn't do a great job, and then was given the head coaching job. He basically rode the coattails of Greg Popovich yep. and Rudy Tomjanovich yep. and said, well, I coached for them, and I did this, and I did that, so here's well, I'll be good. Yeah. Congrats, you stole $10 million from the Bulls. Seriously. Good for you. It, lo and behold, he's basically like, when all the lights shut off, he's probably the janitor that cleans up, and like when the <laughs> lights are on, he's like a glorified towel boy. <laughs> like <laughs> They said he's not even fit to coach a college team, let alone high school. It's like, this guy has got to be going. Ah, that'll be, that'll, yeah. Then I'll get really, really fired up about this season, in the words of Brian Pace. We're on the complete other side of the script. They're saying that Adrian Griffin is like overqualified for most jobs. Yes. Dude, I love all these perfect he has too. All right. All of a sudden, the roster or the talent we have on the roster will start playing better. It'll be crazy. Or actually playing. Right. Right. That's the problem with Boylan too. Randomly benching players for fifteen to eighteen minute stretches. He's just trying to build a championship roster by and losing sixty five percent of the game. When you're down okay. Eighteen with seven seconds left, just because it's a teachable moment. It's a teachable moment. That's how you build championship rosters. You lose sixty five, seventy percent of your games, and uh, your bench also and your team. But you learn from those losses. Oh yeah. They... So then you learn how to lose better next time. They learned how to lose all their fandom. Right. Yeah. And then they made changes. Woo! That's right. Woo! All right. Well, you know what? We needed Jim Boylan, guys. We needed him to induce change. Good. Thanks, Jim. God help us all. Thanks, Jimbo. Jimbo. Word is that Paxson was actually the one who went to Michael and Jerry and said, I'm no longer fit to run this team. You got to get someone new in here. Like, I suck balls. They're like, God damn it. <laughs> First time they've had the head executive hired from outside of the organization in the Reinsdorf. franchise Is history. Is it franchise history? I saw it in, in, in the Reinsdorf era. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so ridiculous, yep. dude. Only they've the Bulls. promoted from within. Only uh, the Bulls. <laughs> only the crazy? one and only... Who keeps up the world on fire? Only the bulls. Keep it burning with desire. Only the bulls. Don't know anymore the words. Who can bring another title here? Only the bulls. Oh my god. Okay. First, you gotta know that much. Done really well. We had that CD. We sure did. It was like the Bulls championship CD. And people made songs about the Bulls. That's how awesome they were. <laughs> and they went like that. 
They were uh, just like that. Anywho, sadder news. Real sad. The XFL ceased operations the other day. Probably for good. They filed bankruptcy today. Yeah. Oh. That's such horrible timing because they were really starting to click. People were, you know, they, they had gen- generated interest week by week. Perfect timing. And then terrible timing. So I read, I was just reading before we signed on that Vince McMahon could potentially be in some trouble because, uh, and I don't know how this works. There's like a stock A or class A and class B investors. So Vince and class A owned 100% of the XFL, but through class B, the WWF owned like 25% of the XFL. And I guess that was done. I don't know if it was done through like a, a shelter company or a, <laughs> a, a shell corporation. Um, but Vince could potentially be in some trouble for not disclosing that the WWE was also part owner of the XFL. So not a great day for Vince McMahon. I don't know. Really, how does that even work? How can – I'm not sure how the, how can the WWE be a partial owner and Vince McMahon um, is also an owner. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand how that's, you think you get away with that. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to find – let's see. Okay, so the, the document revealed that WWE owned 23.5% of the XFL's Class B shares, which was a surprise considering that McMahon had pledged to put in $500 million of his own money into the league. Ah. That's wild. So I'm trying. I honestly hope everything works out for the best, only because I want the XFL to be able to somehow open the doors back up. I don't know if they're going to be able to do it, but... Oh, and hit, the problem is that the WWE never disclosed its interest in the XFL's parent company, Alpha Entertainment. So that's a problem with the Security and Exchange Commission, also known as sucks, the Sucks, dude, because we were all on board. It just and sucks. Like, it was a horrible, like, give her whatever you feel about the product that was getting put out there. It was still relatively successful for what it was. Agreed. It was just a horrible, I mean, as this whole pandemic has been, it's been horrible timing for a lot of businesses, yep. especially ones that just get up and running because right. you lose, you lose sponsorship money almost immediately. And then you don't have enough of a foothold into the market to where you can kind of sustain off merchandise and things like that, or kind of the thought that you know people will come back once it's gone. They just right. they didn't generate enough revenue, right? To like if this was the cover the cost, the initial cost. Of if this was the second the season, they might have been able to survive this. But the fact that it was the inaugural season, they didn't get their full slate of games worth of revenue playoffs. All yep. that their full season worth of advertising they make all revenue, so they that sucks. So now and yep. it, and like you said, it was it was slowly growing too. It was like you know people were starting to like the product. The viewership was steady. I th- I think they were gonna like cash in on the playoffs. I bet you they would have gotten a ton of interest in the playoffs. Uh, you know, had it gotten that far, I think so too. It would have been real nice for them, but. 
we'll see. Vince McMahon, he's started an empire before, and he can do it again if he gets out of this legal trouble. Which I'm sure he will. Yeah. Maybe the XFL is just destined to fail. Destined to not be successful, which sucks, because... I feel like they put a lot of time and they effort into it. They could just call it, it the Exit Football League. <laughs> I'll just leave. Oh, dang. I'll leave. Oh, right. dang. I'm out of Too here. Too soon, bro. Too soon. I love the XFL, okay? I purchased gear. You did. That's true. That's true. <laughs> That's very true. Sad. I'll still rock that Defenders gear for the rest of my life. Yeah, you will. Dude, that tweet against Darren Ravel was all time. Yeah. So great. It's my team. So funny. It's my team. Love so, those guys. So funny. My quarterback. Plus, they had the huge cup snake too. Yeah, sure did. That was awesome. You know what though? You at the end of the day, what like three or four guys make it to the NFL? Maybe even more from the XFL. Yeah, you'll probably have more come once uh, rosters start start shaping out. Yeah. So good. Good for them for taking advantage of. The situation, Cardale Jones got to be kicking himself for coming in fat and terrible. <laughs> I love it. Land. I think the the other thing that's being overlooked um, when they, they release, like, who's owed money specifically, and somehow Mark Tressman is stealing $800,000 from the XFL. Like, why teams and leagues still continue to pay that guy is amazing to me. Well, he was an investor in the XFL. Oh, he was. I didn't realize he was a he was smart man, Jim. That's why he gets paid. Because he well, loves he balls. Goes. Precious ball. Loves ball. <laughs> loves ball. Grow the ball. Yeah. Grow, the, Grow man. the ball. Love the ball. Grow the man. Love the man. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> so quotable. So for now, rest in peace, XFL. Rip. We love you. We'll miss you. We hope to see you again. Been a long day. Okay, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to actually sing that song. <laughs> but that song would fit in really nicely there. Maybe I'll edit that in. Maybe not. That would fit in nicely. All right. I don't know if you guys saw this. I don't think I sent you the video. But there was a video that came out last week of Ezra Miller, who plays The Flash. Not you haven't this. seen that? I, I saw Okay. It. Plays the Flash in the new DC extended universe, and the video appears, or not appears to, he's definitely choking a female fan by a dumpster. <laughs> so I'm not sure what the context, some people think it looks like it may have been a joke that went too far. There's not, I didn't find any context behind it, but it's not a good look regardless of how it comes out. Yeah, some people thought it was a joke. Some people thought it was legit. Um, f- all that I've heard about it is he he didn't c- ever come out and say that it was a joke and like saying like this is ridiculous or anything like that. He came out and flat apologized. So that yeah, that says it from, all. For me, that just shows that it, it was legitimate. Like it was him choking this girl. Right. He's not even trying to provide an explanation. Yeah. It, the video it looks like it does look like the fan is like kind of smiling at first and then obviously I, I saw that too right? but I saw that too but like I I don't know if like she was just happy to get up there and 
What if she ran up to him and was like, hey, Ezra, choke me. Right. <laughs> and then he just was like, fuck you. <laughs> it's, it was bizarre. So, it was very so bizarre. I just watched it and it looks completely staged. Still choking a woman. Yeah. No, right. I, no, I agree. I'm just saying it looks... These, I haven't seen weird. any any statements made from Warner Brothers or DC executives, and I think it's because all of the issues that they've had with the Flash production so far. There's been multiple directors that dropped out. Yep. And I just read, too, that the rumor is they're going to use the next Flash movie... Where he's going to try and go back in time to save his mom. Flashpoint. And in doing so, he alters the timeline so it changes things. And that's how they're going to go to Robert Pattinson's Batman. And whatever they do with Superman, they're kinda, they kind of basically delete Justice League minus Aquaman and Wonder Woman and Flash. That's probably smart from, on their Seriously. Part. So I thought that's a very interesting way of going about it, a cool way, and that's probably why they haven't made any comments on this yet, because this sounds like a super important movie for their rebrand or rebuild, whatever they're going to do, and now the star of the movie's choking bitches out behind dumpsters. <laughs> the Flash video. goes back in time to save his mom, ends up in 2020 choking a bitch out. Flash goes back in time to delete that video. That's why you can't fuck with time, guys. God. <laughs> what an idiot. That is so dumb. I am... I think that is a cool idea, though, because Wonder Woman was really good. Aquaman was good. The second Wonder Woman looks pretty solid from what I've seen in the trailers. Awesome. Yeah. So taking those characters and moving forward is, is a good idea. And then from what you saw of... The Flash in Justice League, I thought it was a pretty good character, but... Flash is a great character. Well, I know you watch the TV show, and I know the character himself is, is a good character. I, I meant that, like, iteration, though. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. Because it was very small, but just... It was kind of like Spider-Man-esque for Marvel. Yes. I would, that's a good good comparison. I like that. Much like you said about the XFL pad, it just seemed like everything DC related is doomed to fail. Right. <laughs> Yo, so true. They got one good thing no going kidding. for him. Well, see, that video comes out of him choking somebody. That's what God, sucks yeah. too, because they had John Francis Daly on board to direct, who was a co-writer on both Spider-Man scripts for Marvel. <laughs> He's also the, uh, but he he left for creative differences, and then. After that whole video of Ezra Miller came out, he just tweeted out creative differences. Yeah. So apparently Ezra Miller is the problem, but they're committed to him as the character. Right. Well, somebody I saw today that somebody came out and I can't remember if it was the studio or what, but they said that they're proceeding with the Flash movie with or without Ezra Miller depending yes. on what happens with that. Okay. So they're waiting well, there for it is. Out. Is the flash delayed like everything else is? Like it's been delayed like three or four times. But the, I mean, that's not even... Yeah, it, it wasn't even... It wasn't even, oh, a, yeah. even... it wasn't even affected by any of this. It was already delayed like four times. 
Yeah. Because of all this stuff. All right, let's jump into our Hall of Fame. Jim's got to keep a tight schedule here, and this is a good one. Maybe uh, it's a real good. We've one. all four of us watched Onward. We were going to do a movie review and make a list of movies to review. So maybe we'll do that off air because we want to get into this. But our Hall of Fame say we're going to do favorite rap albums and favorite. I'm going to put the emphasis on favorite rap albums. These are the rap albums that we appreciate the most. I don't want to yes. see people commenting saying my list is wrong. My list is my list. Yep. <laughs> T- send In your fact, list. Don't don't criticize done, my list. We've done a list where we said what like were best, what we thought the yeah, best, best rap, rap albums. albums. Yep. We're talking about specifically our favorite when you're on an hour or so drive or stuck in traffic and you have this banger album that you, is your go-to when you're bored. This is what you throw on. Right? Because, spoilers, my best album isn't on my top five favorite albums. Mine, too. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, we're going to do it how we always do, from five to one. We'll each go through, give... I didn't really... Mine aren't really in order, because I like all of them so much, but I'll, just for the sake, put them in an order. So, Jim, this is your idea. So, why don't you go first, number five. All right, my number five is going to be Angelic by Tech Nine. Ooh, okay. Good, Good start, Good dude. Great pull. Thank you. <laughs> Love it. Do you guys remember when Tech Nine died and then it wasn't really Tech Nine? And we were yes, like, yes! Everyone was and freaking then, out. Yeah. And then I felt I bad because a man died and I celebrated it. Right, that it wasn't uh, another man Rip. who died. Right. Rip yeah. Tech Nine that's dead. <laughs> that's not Tech Nine, that's some other dickhead. Yeah! Yes! <laughs> Um, all right, Sean, go ahead. Uh, th- all right, I am going to take Outcast. Damn, it's so hard. I'll take Equemini by Outcast, front to back. Great album. Great album. Hell yeah. Great album. Great album. Great album. Great album. <laughs> Probably going to say that about every single one. Go ahead, know, Andy. All right. Uh, my number five is The Blueprint by Jay-Z. Okay. Takeover, Izzo, Renegade. It's one of those that, I mean, that's what all these are. To me, each one of these albums that I picked is one where I can go from front to back. No skips, no no anything. No skips is the key, you're right. Uh, I went with my number five, Chicken and Beer by Ludacris. That album's so awesome. His... I went through all of his albums, and it was a toss-up between three for me, but when I went through it, I just, through and through, I feel like I know these songs better than all his other songs, so. That one probably came out at the right time for Definitely. Us. Yeah. Like, sophomore year of high school, I think it came yeah. out. All right. Jim, number four. My number four is going to be Black Sunday by Cypress Hill. Ooh, nice. And that's where Hits from the Bong and Insane in the Brain came from. And it's funny because I remember listening to them as a kid. Uh, mine and Pat's cousin Joey, who's four years older than me, used to play them all the time. And when I, when I listened to them when I got older, I was like, God, I have nothing in common with these guys. All they talk about is you know smoking weed. And I, I really never partook in that. But I love their beats. I love their flow. So anytime I'm like I can't think of something to play, or like I don't know what my mood is for what I want to listen to, I throw that rip on. It. And uh, yeah, I've been a go-to for a while. Rip it and rip it, yes, sir. With a hit from the bottom. Yep. Solid. 
Real solid. Gene? Uh, I'm going to go with Dr. Dre. Uh, I'll take between two albums, but I'll, I'll take I know 2001 yeah. over the Chronic. Nice. Nice. That is between those two, but both great albums, but 2001 is fire, front cover to cover. Everyone knows many great songs album. on it. Yeah. Totally. My number four is, and this was between a couple albums as well, um, but I'm going to go with the debut album from Kanye, College Dropout. It had slow jams on it, Through the Wire, Workout Plan. There were his like first four albums I can probably listen to front yeah. to back. Yep. Um, so I had to pick between those, and that was kind of tough, but College Dropout. the right choice. I love that album. I also <clears throat> had the college dropout at number four. It was a very, nice. very tight race between that and late registration. But at yeah. the end, I think college dropout had more hits and more songs that I can sing along to whenever I hear them. More Great. bangers. Bangers, bang. dude. Batty bangers. Many a bang. I said a bang. Bang. Bang it a bang. I said a bang, bang, bang it a bang. Many a bang. Um, college dropout was oh, my number okay. three. Okay. That is just vintage Kanye when he was at his best before he is the Kanye we know now, which is fine. Everyone has the right to evolve, but this is when Kanye, in my opinion, was at his best. I could listen to that album every day. Now I feel bad because I bumped that out of my top five. (laughs) Hey, that's okay. Jay, it's your list, Your favorite. Speaking of my favorites, I am gonna take. <laughs> I'm gonna take uh, Marshall Mathers LP. No, 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 no. Beautiful. Yeah, Marshall Mathers LP, okay. volume one. Nice. Um, my number three is also Marshall Mathers LP. Stan, the way I am, real some shady. Cover to cover and everything in between. Just left that rat. Yep. I used to listen to that all the time. What, what, what a great album that now the way people are described as being obsessed fans or super fans is a stand. <laughs> and that's yeah. what, 15, 20 years later after yeah. that came out? So that's pretty impressive. I also went with an Eminem album with my number three, but a different one. I went with the Eminem show. Mm-hmm. Just. Top okay. to bottom, solid, okay. white America, okay. business, cleaning out my closet, Woo. without me, Superman, Woo. till I collapse, just Woo. Ooh, that's bangers. A banger. That's a banger. Bangers. Great, great album. Nate Dogg's featured on a lot of these albums, rest in peace, let it show though. Dude. Rest Nate in Dog peace. Smokethebomb.com. Yeah. Hashtag ad. <laughs> Alright, mine, mine number two is The Hunger oh. for War by Lloyd Banks, which Pat... Pat, you introduced Love that, that album because you used to bump that. That's another one for me. Uh, I, re- I listened to it about a month ago. I had I was out somewhere and something was forgotten, so I had to run back home and get it. And it was like an hour trip, round trip. Put that on, listened to it the whole way through. Made yeah, me a buddy. lot of great. Angry. A lot of good uh, My number two is going to be the Carter Three. Okay. Solid. Okay. I could easily roll back to back. Wayne yeah, Little. Right? <laughs> Wayne comma Little. See, I love that. 
I love that album through like the first five songs, and then I don't like the back half. For of me, that there's album. only one song that missed, and that's uh, the Martian, which was a terrible song. But I could power through it to. Andy, you're right. The second half, so Little Wayne just throws out some ridiculous stuff, some stupid rhymes, probably like yeah. shitting out noodles, call that shit spaghetti. <laughs> Something like that. Doesn't even you know? rhyme. <laughs> yeah, it's Lil Wayne though. <laughs> Greatest rapper in that. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but I've listened to that album. <laughs> no, I definitely like that album times. too. Yeah, that was when we were eight, like eighteen. That came out. We yep. were just like, yeah, oh, let the beat build. My my number two um, is "Get Rich or Die Trying" by Fifty Cent. Um, that was another one of those albums that came out. I think it came out like maybe seventh, eighth yeah. grade. Eighth grade. Um, so that, I mean, In the Club is still a timeless song. That It really is. But that whole album had a ton of bangers on it. Uh, Patiently Waiting, which is my my favorite 50 Cent song, the one with Great Eminem. Uh, I, I love that album. And that was one of the first, one of the first like, Albums where I really got into and I could listen to that front to back over and over and over again and learn the words to all those songs and everything like that. Love it. Um, my number two, I went with All Eyes on Me by Tupac. That was tough because Tupac's really good songs are all spread out across his albums, his th- three albums only yeah. so his greatest hits is his best album but i thought this was the strongest one kind of from top to bottom it had uh ambitions as a writer all about you um love that song california, california love, love how do you want it two of america's most wanted i ain't mad at you so just great songs great songs rest in peace rip all right, my number one favorite album, um, favorite rap album of all time, which actually houses my favorite song of all time, is Word of Mouth by Ludacris. That came out, I believe, in 2001. So I was a freshman, like maybe end of freshman year, beginning of sophomore year. And that was, my, I think, my first introduction to Ludacris, and I've been a huge fan of his ever since. I... Don't no, I don't know if I've ever skipped a song listening to it because it has like yeah. those skits in between, mm-hmm. and it was just, it was so funny. He's such a talented rapper. I feel like his style of rapping was ahead of its time, and I those songs are still still timeless, still yeah. hold up kinda, to this day. Dude, that's why the early Kanye albums were really good too. They had the skits yep. in the middle with Cedric the Entertainer. <laughs> that's why I always, and like yep. Jamie Fox and um, yeah, someone else is on it too. Bernie Mac, rest in peace. Um, yep. That's why I always liked yep. Eminem's albums too. He always did the most ridiculous skits mm-hmm. in between, always ripping on Paul yep. Rosen, Bloom, or <laughs> Rosenberg, whatever his name is. Like every album. That every album. Just so shitting funny. on Paul. Speaking of, Eminem Show is my number one all time. I could listen to that forever. Nice. nice. I probably will listen to it forever. But you guys should, you guys should listen to it yeah, if you haven't. Ready to Die by uh, Biggie is awesome as well, front to back. Probably not as good as Tupac, but still very good. There's some good songs on there. Machine Gun Funk, specifically. My number one is All Eyes on Me by Tupac for the same reasons that Pat gave previously. Nice. 
Probably it's a great album. Probably the most um, hits on one album. Like Pat said, they're kind of spread out all over the place. I mean, like you said, Pat, his greatest hits album is. I mean, both both discs of that are front to back bangers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, over and over and over again. But this, I thought, was his best album solo release. So that's going to be my number one. Definitely. My number one, this is what kind of sparked the conversation I texted you guys about. It's, it's The Massacre by 50 Cent. I just listened, I mean, I listened to all these mm-hmm. actually doing research over the weekend, but I this is what sparked it. I listened to this all the way through when I was driving Grubhub, and no skips, just listen to everything. Every song is awesome. And Andy, I think part of it's kind of what you had mentioned a little bit before is the timing. This came out when we were sophomores in high school, and I was starting to understand a lot more of what they were talking about in rap music. And and this is the first, mm-hmm. and this is when we still had, we used Walkman, like a Walkman. We I used to walk around <laughs> yep. to my Walkman and oh, only gosh. listen to the CD. So it was like you had to listen to it all right. the way through. But just right. top to bottom, it's awesome. This is 50, I'm Supposed to Die, Piggy Bank. My personal favorite, Gatman and Robin. Most people don't know that song, but. Out of control, get in my car, rider music, disco inferno. Oh, that's just that's a my bit. favorite song on that just, CD. Get in my car, and then ends it with "Hater to Love It" the G Unit remix. It's just yeah, that's the best just, one yeah, for sure. It's so, it's so good. good. I love that album. This is a great list. I had a lot of fun making it. Same. All right. Well, yeah, it was good, especially especially because I went back right. And that was the to best part. Again, so it was. It was so good. we'll cut it yeah. there. A little short today, but Jim's got an anniversary dinner to get to. Happy anniversary, Jim. So we'll thank you. Either we'll do thank the you. onward review next week or we'll make our list off air and do a new movie. But I think we should do reviews since we're all sitting at home watching a bunch of TVs and stuff. Agreed. So Agreed. thanks for listening, guys. Yes. Do you guys remember when I had that idea four weeks ago and I didn't watch the movie? <laughs> you didn't watch any of the movies that you suggested, <laughs> Jim. I still think you should do Baja Bandit yep. movie reviews, and you should give movies like chugs, like one or two chugs of, of Baja Blast. <laughs> we'll try and get you sponsored by Mountain Dew. Like that it. is and a great idea. Up. But anyway. Yeah, I'm going to have to look because I think I'm out of Baja Blast, but I'll, I'll see if Jewel has it Solid. in stock. Do it. All right, thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate it. If you don't follow us already, we are on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and YouTube, at Bros. Let's Talk. You can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Podcasts, and more. It is homed at anchor.fm slash Bros. Let's Talk. And you can also find most of our content on our website at broslettstalk.com. For Jimmy, Andy, and Sean, This is Pat. That it is. Peace. See ya, boys. All right. Later on the men, Jay. Goodbyes! <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> 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 <sighs>